0: Welcome to the Drive Time News Blast. 30 minutes, 50 for subscribers of news of the day from a perspective of truth, liberty and justice. This is Monica Perez.
1: And I'm Brad Binkley.
0: Well, today is once again, share the show Tuesday. So I'm just going to very quickly tell you who we are, what we do and why we do it. So I'm Monica. This is Brad. We have been uh, broadcasting together for Years now, maybe six or seven years. I've been broadcasting for 10 years. I think we started on, I had a show on WSB, the Monica Perez show, terrestrial radio. I was there for eight and a half years. Binkley was my on air producer for most of that time. And I literally said, whatever I wanted, as long as I separated facts from opinion and didn't have people run away screaming like there was a car wreck those were my two parameters handed down from the top but in february 2020 when we started talking about event One in the backyard of the cdc which was the kind of foreshadowing of what was hap- going to happen with covid plus a little stacy abrams talk a little epstein talk and a little election integrity talk and that was a recipe of getting frog marched out the door i guess i don't know nobody said but it wasn't good and there was a changing of the guard who knows but in the meanwhile we had started used our That what we had learned there to launch a daily podcast of news of the day so that we could offer an alternative from the mainstream media always, uh, which always has an agenda. So we actually, neither of us could ever find anyone who did just that. We wanted to keep up on the news, but there was just too much spin and nonsense. So we decided to peel away the spin and the nonsense and tell you what the news is really about. Now, I think both of us would rather just forget about that and pursue hobbies. However, (laughs) (laughs) I call it an iron shroud is descending around the entire world as we experience this great reset and a whole new way of living that is being Pushed onto us by this over these this overarching power elite, and we need to stay aware of it because our friends and family are being propagandized constantly that this stuff is for our own good or that it's not really happening or that it's happening because of our elected officials, and we peel back the cart push. <laughs> pull back the curtain and show you yes we sh- we cover the stories of the day but we tell you why they're really there and what the implications are and it's mainly just so that we can stay one at a ha- one step ahead of big TV and also so we can kind of help the people around us who aren't quite as aware of the truth of what may really be going on with a friendly hand
1: yeah we've been exposing media lies since it became trendy to expose media lies and before Right. Yeah. Yeah. This is before. Absolutely. And that's why that's why I like doing this is I I get sick and tired of them treating people like they're stupid and obviously lying to people and manipulating people. And I'm sick of it.
0: Well, if you're sick of it, too, and you know other people who are sick of it, share this show with them. Today is Tuesday. It's Share the Show Tuesday. We're going to try to make it the best show we can so people get a good sampling. But remember, this is a fire hose, so if this is the first time you're listening, just give it a day or two. You'll catch up real quick, and then you'll really like the pace. You really, We really give you a lot of bang for the buck, especially since it's free. They, so They
1: say... <laughs> Some people listen to things on Double Speed, their podcast and stuff on Double Speed, although I think one of our listeners, Ism, can't listen PQ to us on Double Speed, it. Yeah, blows
0: my double. mind.
1: Might have to listen to us on a little bit of a slowed down pace from time to time.
0: I actually consider it a challenge that PQ says he can listen to us. I think it's just one and a half time. Yeah. Anyway, we'll see. So uh, <laughs> as a just the first story of the day, I do want to keep people apprised of one important race that is Election Day in a lot of places. Uh, there's a race in Virginia for governor between McAuliffe and Youngkin. McAuliffe is the Democrat. Youngkin is Republican. He's not like you're <laughs> he's no not. He's not wearing a MAGA hat, but he kind of came to my awareness by hitting Merrick Garland pretty hard for the DOJ's approach to parents who were pushing back against school boards. He the quote I heard from him was about I think it was a rape in a bathroom, but the thing that I'm most concerned about and where I see the parental activism coming in and being really important is about mask mandates, vaccine mandates. Uh, I see that they've suppressed the First Amendment across the board by keeping us from being able to assemble, um, p- to petition even our government for redress of grievances. And he is at least paying lip service to that. If he is elected based on that kind of thing, then he will have... Uh, There will be pressure on him to follow through. So even if he doesn't mean it, it's it would be a better choice. He is against mask mandates and vaccine mandates, although he says he's vaccinated, encourages you to get vaccinated, but he doesn't think government should operate that way. So it would be a, I I mean, I think clearly anybody who is concerned about those things, would prefer if this guy won. And it has bigger implications. Virginia is a very um, kind of litmus test sort of state, I think, and especially right now for this election. So keep an eye on that. He does seem to be within reach of winning.
1: Yeah, I believe that he came out and he said that he will not have the critical race theory in the education system there. And people are Rallying behind that Even some Democrats From what I understand Are supporting him Because they also Don't want that type of curriculum I did
0: I did see that There was a focus on that And the coverage on him They don't have Critical race theory there And I wondered A little bit If that was a diversion From the vaccine And mask mandate stuff Which I consider To be way less controversial It very much goes To your kind of Constitutional rights So I mean They don't have the critical I feel like that's Such a hot thing
1: yeah, it's it's complex because there are elements of it that have gotten into some of the the education system. But there's not like somebody who's saying we're teaching critical race theory. It's just the ideas and theories behind some of it that is kind of uh, right. I, its way I just
0: I worry when the race becomes the issue when you're talking about Republicans versus Democrats, no matter whether you think critical race theory makes any sense or not. if it's, But I feel like the. I actually believe that people are way more concerned about mask mandates and vaccine mandates for their kids, especially now that the FDA has approved that. And if I were to guess why he's actually winning, I would say it's that or why he's close to winning. I would say it's that stuff. And they're underreporting it.
1: That's interesting because they would not want to report that because it would go against the national narrative. Kind of like a story here out of Chicago where a judge has suspended the deadline for Chicago cops to get vaccinated. This is yesterday. The judge suspended the December 31st deadline for Chicago police officers to be vaccinated against COVID, but did not interfere with the requirement that they be tested regularly. This was Cook County Judge Raymond Mitchell. He said that disputes over vaccinations should be handled as a labor grievance with an arbitrator, and that the effect of this order is to send these parties back to the bargaining table. And to promote labor peace by allowing them to pursue remedies under the Illinois law. One thing that this one question that this brings to my mind here is. I think it's good that that happened. I think that's showing that some of the mandates are getting pushed back and that they're going to have to loosen these restrictions. Because we're seeing in New York, they're begging people to come be firefighters on one hand. On the other hand, they're telling thousands of them that they can't come to work tomorrow if they don't get vaccinated. The mandates don't seem to be working. But when the labor unions are starting to be the primary topic of a lot of these stories, like we had the Chipotle story, even though I I know I say that name wrong. That
0: it ends with lay, like lay as potatoes or getting laid.
1: Chipotle. Okay, Chipotle. Perfect. Thank you. That clears it up for me. You thank will you. never Chipotle. make that lay. mistake. Okay. And
0: that's why I put in the zinger because then you're really like, what did she say? There
1: you go. Yeah, thank you. That's a good way to remember you can just that. Call Chipotle. Me mnemonica. Mnemonica. That's, that's very good.
0: <laughs> that is the nerdiest nerd joke I think I have ever told.
1: I would like agree a, with that.
0: Yes. Chipotle. I, I'm really lay. Not, That much yesterday. They (laughs) never know.
1: They got co-opted by these labor unions and they did these protests. And now we're seeing labor unions become the prominent feature of a lot of these stories here. I'm wondering if a lot of these labor unions are co-opted and what direction these negotiations are going to actually head, because this could be a good thing. It could be a bad thing They could negotiate worse restrictions for all we know.
0: Yeah, unions are coming back into the fore. I know Biden gave a lot of lip service to unions. I remember when Obama kind of abandoned the whole union thing, or that was the impression I got, but... The airline workers, the airline pilots and stuff, the, the union, in my opinion, threw them right under the plane, basically yeah. by acting like that the vaccine mandates had nothing to do with the sick outs. There weren't really sick outs, whatever. The the union absolutely went in lockstep with the airlines who are going in lockstep with the feds. I don't even know why. Probably because it's such a highly regulated industry that you really have no autonomy as a company if the regulators are out to get you. So I feel like that's just all tied up. That's another problem that I have with the the regulatory state, but I did see a little bit of the firefighters union, the New York uh, police union, stuff like that, pushing back a little bit, and De Blasio uh, lashing out at them. So I figured they just have to respond to their constituency when they're marching across the Brooklyn Bridge and in, in droves. So I had a little chanting, bit chanting, "Let's that. go, Brandon." Where well, I think they might have been. I have a little more on that if you want to hear it.
1: One more quick thing that this judge said, which I'm, I'm surprised that he has not been banished from the planet for saying this. He said that the principal risk to those who are unvaccinated is to themselves and to others who choose to be unvaccinated.
0: Wow. wow. That was like logical. Wow. Crap, like I, I was saying, <laughs> might have to like t- <laughs> just sit in a chair for a minute and let that wash over me. L- L- let like that sink in. Ron Paul on a debate like it's like a warm blanket on a <laughs> cold day. You're just like, oh, wow, that was so logical. Yeah. So that oh, so Depl- de Blasio really came out swinging. He called the people who were sicking out. I guess they had double the amount of normal sick calls from police and firefighters. And he said that they were unpatriotic, that they have to do what's good for the people. The the union said it's really making no impact at all on the safety of the city, in which case I would say then you probably could fire a lot of people and it wouldn't matter, which I think may be at the heart of this. I think they may be trying to downsize labor forces everywhere radically, quickly, disruptively um, to usher in other alternatives, tech, lower pay. I don't know, but I wouldn't be surprised if this not is part of de Blasio's plan, but part of the plan of the people who tell de Blasio what to do, but he really offended me grossly by saying a couple of things that I just, it shocks the conscience morally. It's almost uh, unarticulable why it's so awful. He said, sometimes you've got to use a mu- muscular approach to help make sure things go right. I feel like that goes under the Jeopardy category of things Hitler said. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know. or... Or our classic of the COVID era, things a rapist might say. Mm -hmm. So he also said people respond to a firm decision. I guarantee you people don't like to lose their paycheck. And if you say get vaccinated or no paycheck, that'll get some people moving quickly. And the proof is in the pudding. It happened with lightning speed in the city. And now it's made us safer. So he has literally coerced people at the threat of taking away their livelihood. I mean, this is straight out of Revelations. Uh, to and what what morality allows you to use your position of mayor to take away the firefighter or whatever the people pay for these services in order to coerce them to take a vaccine, as your judge said that really only puts themselves and others who choose to be in that class at risk and I would just i would I would propose this since we're speaking of rapists. What if his mandate was we have decided. That the best way to cut down on crime overall, but rape particularly, we can bring rape down to zero if all men are castrated. So we're mandating, we're going to start with the firefighters and the police, all of them need to be castrated immediately, and then we're going to just move on to the prisons, other teachers, and then maybe anybody who works at a company that employs more than 100 people.
1: I believe there would be more people opposing (laughs) that mandate than they are currently (laughs) opposing the vaccine (laughs) mandate. There would be a lot more people marching on the streets.
0: Men pose. I mean, it's not like it's the risk of being raped by a man only is a man's personal choice. It affects other people. And yeah, okay, so not all men are rapists. But if you castrated all men, you could reduce rape.
1: I will say this. Their spokesperson to push that effort would probably be Kamala Harris's husband. If you ever see the way they interact, I could see him him being the front lines of castrate all men because he oh, very you're just much saying is, he's
0: like a, a master He's very beta subservient com. to Kamala.
1: <laughs> yeah, these labor union things, I just worry. So we have the roundabout backdoor fascism we've been talking about, where the government mandates it on one side, but then they do all these other things to try and backdoor it in through the corporations and through your personal doctors at home. Just all these ways to influence. I worry that these labor unions are co opted and. That this is just another way to try and get to and influence the people who are within it. One of the quotes that somebody said who is um, councilman of this labor union in Chicago, Anthony Napolitano, he said that, that taking the dispute to arbitration is a lot more American. And instead of forcing people to do something, you bring it to a conversation arbitration. That sounds like language that somebody uses when they're saying we're going to get them in here. We're going to influence them to choose what we want them to choose.
0: I'm a not a fan of arbitration. I've been burned by arbitration. Arbitration in my case was hired by the company that I was had a dispute with. And in the all the other cases, similar cases were all 100% decided by the company that hired the arbitration. I hate arbitration. I don't like plea bargains. I am a liberty lover and we can get into that. (laughs) <laughs> but libertarians die by the sword, but they don't always live by the sword. I don't like arbitration. I don't like plea bargains. I do like the processes that are set up. I like um, lawsuits. I like tort law. I like liability. I do not like the fact that vaccine manufacturers are insulated from liability, all of that. And somebody po- pointed out to me, I think I slept over the danger of Moderna yesterday when we were talking that I didn't realize that Sweden, Norway, and Finland all suspended Moderna for what I assume is the risk of carditis because that is the big risk with these is that I was reading an article and it was out of England, but it referred to a U.S. study that uh, young men and adolescents were four to six times more likely to go to the hospital for carditis from the vaccine than actually COVID itself. So this is a serious issue. They did suspend it there. I didn't realize how that Moderna was a big (laughs) um, perp here, but I looked up the VAERS, Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting System data on Moderna, Pfizer, and Janssen. And oh my gosh, if you go in there and just look up vaccine manufacturer and um, what the vaccine is, and you sort by like most injuries, just Moderna and Pfizer is just hundreds of thousands of reported injuries. And supposedly that's a fraction. They say it's like one in a hundred are actually reported. So just to give you the numbers real quick, then we can move on. Moderna had over 300,000 reports. And then this is a this actually gets to the C- CDC reporting. I mean, I know somebody. My sister-in-law's mother, who the doctors believe died from the second shot, it was very clear she just immediately started to deteriorate, and I don't even think that's in the VARES thing. So, Moderna has 300,000 reports and they've given out 157 million think in this country, uh, vaccine. So that's a 0.2% reporting. So if it is really one in 100, that's like 20%. But it's 20% of all reported adverse events. Another 20% of all reported adverse events is the Pfizer COVID vaccine, where they had 288,000 uh, adverse events reported out of 245 million shots given, I guess, because... Well, altogether, that's like more shots than people in this country. So it must just be individual shots. And then Janssen had 57,000 adverse re- events reported, and they only had about 16 million shots given. So that one's kind of high as a percentage. But um, Moderna is a- seems to actually have a worse record than Pfizer. So I stand corrected on that.
1: That's interesting. That's a lot of adverse reactions. That's the VAERS reporting, you said.
0: That's the VAERS reporting. Yeah. I mean, it's very hard to dig into these numbers because they're they are kind of voluntary reporting, but if you've talked to a doctor about the vaccine lately, now that the ranks of healthcare workers have been completely purged to purely the vax borged, then you, you they they're not going to listen to you. If you've ever tried to tell a doctor that you have had an adverse effect impact from a big pharma, they will tell you, "Oh, that isn't a side effect of that drug." So you're wrong. It has to be something else. So they take the data that's already out there and they, I'm telling you, it happens to me all the time. So I personally do believe that's grossly underreported. And I, I mean, yeah, it's Moderna itself said that there's, there's no proof that there's any correlation there. That's what I was reading yesterday. Not that I believed it, but it was just germane to the story. Anyway, I just wanted to correct the record.
1: Record is corrected. Thank you. Thank you. you. Thanks. So there's this climate conference that's going on this week uh, with the United Nations, uh climate change conference. It's uh, They showed the picture of Biden falling asleep. And, you know, I'm going to give Biden a pass on that because it looked really boring. <laughs> I would probably also fall asleep if I'm at this climate conference. However, there was an interesting story yesterday that it's not directly related to the climate conference, but it is directly related to the U.N., which this climate conference is... Uh, Back, it's a U.N. climate conference, and that's about Elon Musk. So a lot of these people, these internationalists, they try and present these solutions to solving world problems, you know. And to me, they're just a bunch of fluff and a way to organize and a way to fundraise and get money and uh, divide and conquer the people. But I saw a solution yesterday that actually was given you know, it could happen if he were to follow through on it. And this is a guy who is, his name's David Beasley. He is the director of the UN World Food Program. And he has a solution to tackle the problem of world hunger. And that solution is to get Elon Musk to give him and the UN $6 billion. And boom, that'll save 42 million people's lives. so These are tweets. There's a series of tweets that this guy made where he goes after Elon Musk saying, if you just gave us 2% of your wealth, $6 billion, you could save 42 million people from dying of hunger.
0: I think that would give them each $142.
1: That's very good math. On the, on the fly math right there.
0: Yes. Musk responded. I, I actually calculated it on my thing. Oh, so yeah. I thought Normally you I on. do it. That's the first time I've ever used to help. I try to,
1: you know. Well, Musk responded to these tweets. So how often can you say, give me $6 billion? You know, you make a claim like that. This guy's not expecting a response from Musk. Musk did respond and he said that if the World Food Program can describe on this Twitter thread exactly how $6 billion would save world hunger, then he would sell Tesla stock right now, and he would do it. But it must be open-source accounting so that the public can see precisely how the money is spent. And the guy kept responding, but not directly to any of that. And people were saying, just answer his question. Just tell him how you'll do it. And he kept being slippery about it. Yeah, I'd finish that. It just has something it's just, funny. To I add. love you know Elon Musk. He is definitely some sort of operative, and he's he's a billionaire He tries to relate to the the common man in, in certain ways. But I love calling somebody on their BS like this, saying, "Okay, show me how you're going to do it, and we'll do this."
0: You you want to know some bigger BS? I just googled real quick in real time. Can you hear my clicking? I hate that. I can't okay. hear it. So the World Food Program. That's what you're talking about, right? In 2016, the person that popped up had an estimated budget of $6 billion.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: So they go through $6 billion every year, every and guess year. what? Every
1: year. So that then why haven't they? Yeah, why haven't they solved the problem yet? See, all these appeals, these these Marxist appeals, where you see here AOC, you hear Bernie Sanders, and well, if if the rich just gave us all this money, everything would be okay. And it's it's all just to get people who feel like they are oppressed and downtrodden to organize underneath them and help them push their agenda through activism and mass mobs. They're not serious about it.
0: By the way, I would say that ninety nine percent of that always ends up targeting the highest earners the professional class, not the idle rich. And I always think of it as like a French Revolution thing. They they remember the French Revolution. They're like, you need to make sure the bourgeoisie do not have any extra money so they can't go all around Paul and go to the Capitol and take down the leaders. You have to keep them poor. It is not. And that's why the more these these programs go on, the bigger there is
1: a gap between that tiny, tiny, ultra, ultra rich and everybody else. I mean, this guy is literally being offered $6 billion to just meet this condition and he won't do it.
0: Yep, because it, it's all, right. all bull.
1: It sure is. I really, I really enjoyed that story. I thought it was fun to watch him kind of uh, dodge the, uh, the question on Twitter. Before we get to our last big story of the Free 30, if ISIS is us, then ISIS-K is us-K. I want to tell you about what we're going to talk about in the XR, which is a bar in Texas (laughs) sparks outrage after imposing a first of its kind restriction and children's screen time has doubled during the pandemic. What it could mean. I also want to say thank you to the sponsor of today's show. Liberty Gear LibertyGear.net. It's an online store Filled with masks Shirts And even some cool posters Including protest gear Such as The Obey Psyop And Flatten the Lies mask And a lot of other Funny weird stuff To lighten up your day Even if you don't Choose to wear a mask Occasionally you find yourself In a situation Where it's required So for those situations You might as well Have something fun That lets people know How you feel about it And signals to other Like-minded people These masks are also Cool souvenirs As a reminder Of these crazy COVID times We live not to mention all the other cool protest gear at libertygear.net. They also have a promo code 10% off for anybody who types in propaganda, all lowercase. Propaganda, all lowercase. 10% off when you check out. It's just a cool website that simply scrolling through the product listings will make you laugh. Plus, Liberty Gear takes requests, so if you got any idea for something you want customized, email them through the website and let them know what you're looking for. This is a company that's run by a fellow Liberty lover. It's a small business who's in this fight with all the rest of us. These are types of companies to support during these corporate, fascist, great reset world takeover times. So, check them out at LibertyGear.net. And in, again, the promo code, Propaganda, all lowercase, you get 10% off. And if you have yet, consider subscribing to our premium content at patreon.com slash propaganda report. Each tier offers different perks, but with every tier, what you're going to get is you're going to get this show commercial-free plus our subscriber only content. It's going to end up being 50 minutes commercial-free DMB. And this Friday, we do have a virtual party we got a party coming up on this friday so what tier do people need to get into to get to that party party.
0: tier so now we've we're cut it back away there's the regular truth sponge tier for seven dollars a month where you get all the recorded content all the commercial free TMB, everything then there are two live tiers the one the party level tier which i think is patron of the truth is gets you the dpp it's just three dollars more you get the dp it's less than it would cost to Buy me the limes I need for the drinks I drink. <laughs> so so we do that first Friday, a couple of hours, really, really fun. That's this Friday, the Disappearing Patron Party. And then the higher tier is the Patron Saint tier, which is mainly for people who really, really want to support us and keep it going. And it's the patrons... And the Rockman subscribers pay for the free stuff too. The free stuff, most of what we do is free. But the patron saints, uh, we have a Zoom party once a month with them. We're there on screen. So the DPP, you're not on screen. We're on screen, but you're in the chat. And that's where all the fun is anyway. You could wear your pajamas, whatever, get as drunk as you want. It doesn't matter. The Zoom party is a little more sophisticated. Those are the tiers. Uh, and hopefully we will see you Friday.
1: Yes, and it is a disappearing patron party, meeting. we do delete the video afterwards because alcohol is involved and you never know where it's going to go. So join up if you want to join in the fun on this Friday. That's patreon.com slash propaganda report. Now on to the final story of the Free 30.
0: Yes, sir. Let me tell you about it. We have a... Uh, I, I read an article yesterday about... The headline was... Left behind after U.S. withdrawal, some former Afghan spies and soldiers turned to Islamic State. Hunted by the Taliban and lacking income, members of disbanded security forces provide recruits for extremist group. That's quite a headline, but that was the headline on the Wall Street Journal. And... For me...
1: Can I tell you what that reminds yeah. me of? I don't mean yeah. to interrupt. Do it. That no, reminds no. me of the way they talk about QAnon people after Biden won. Left... Uh, they Trump left them behind. Now they're looking for leadership. Where are they going to go? Could they be further radicalized? That really is very similar the way that they speak about.
0: That. Oh, I believe it. And I know that you have made some connections of how the domestic terrorism thing is reflecting this other terrorism, that external terrorism threat. And I'll tell you, there's not a libertarian worth of soul to along the way from Guantanamo to taking away rights from people to violating the sovereignty of other countries based on this cry of terror. Terrorism identified it as a slippery slope. I mean, the God, rights are rights. They're not government-given. They're God-given. Sovereignty stabilizes. Respecting people's sovereignties, being America is an exception. We expect sovereignty to be respected, but we don't respect it in other countries. But ISIS itself, if you look at all the, all the terrorist Islamic groups, they're all Sunni, including the 9-11 guys, and they're also all the guys that we ally with. So the Shiites are out in the cold from everybody. So we're our enemies are also our friends. It it just, it defies like all of the, um, you know, common sense. So. My point in this story is that these are people who were trained by the US who bring in this article, which I'm putting in the show notes, brings um, strategies, surveillance, tactics, war, um, intelligence operations, everything that they learned from the United States. And now the Taliban has no place for them. Not that, you know, would we want them there? Do we? It's like leaving our arms and weapons behind. It's the same narrative that you heard in the beginning. And now they're in ISIS because the actual resistance was eradicated. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if we're behind that too. We like the, this is my opinion that we like these groups because they can be controlled. We don't care about democracy or freedom or justice or any of that. And if you similar to the way I've always said that they have put, they put out the weapons, we, ha- we spend half the defense money in the world. So for anyone, the entire world would have to join forces against us to even pose a plausible threat, but they would also have to coordinate in order to get to the point where they have the kind of weapons that we have. That's never going to happen. So we give them the weapons. We give them the surveillance stuff. We give them, I think we even put stuff in Iran, Stuxnet and drones and everything so that they can reverse engineer them. This is no different. We need the threat to continue. It needs to be at a level that would really justify our spending, our um, cybersecurity efforts to keep people scared. So we have, I believe we have leveled up the problem over there on purpose. And I was absolutely shocked to find this line in the article in the Wall Street Journal. I really don't know what they did, why they put this in there. The Taliban have long alleged that Islamic State Khorasan province was a creation of Afghanistan's intelligence service and the U.S. that aimed to sow division within the Islamist insurgency, a claim denied by Washington and by Kabul's former government. Now, it's just ISIS is us. I'm going to put in the show notes all the work I did on that and a really article from Levant. It was a DIA leaked document from when General Flynn was in charge of the DIA, the Defense Intelligence Agency, saying they really wanted an Islamic state between Iraq and Syria to justify invading Syria. So check out the show notes. It's going to be pretty interesting. I have a wrap for you.
1: Let's wrap it up.
0: Okay. So we have a patron, Doug, who is going to be at a farmer's market on Saturday, this Saturday. The farmer's market is every Saturday, regardless of the season, from 8 a.m. to noon, so basically all morning, in Old Town Camarillo. That's in California, 2220 Ventura Boulevard, Camarillo, California, 93010, if I'm getting that wrong. And he wants to come to the meetup that I'm having in Pasadena and that's about an hour drive. And he's wondering if anybody wants to carpool with him. So if you want to hitch a ride or give a ride to somebody, come into Pasadena Saturday night for this meetup, which does see it is getting a little large. <laughs> oh, <yeah? laughs> I have to tell the guy ah, that is going to listen. It's at an Irish pub. It's not, I was going to have it like at a restaurant. It's just too big. So we're having an Irish pub, go to the meetup page on thepropreport.com for the details, but please, Lord in heaven, give me an RSVP if you're coming, because we have got to cordon off a little area in this pub that'll fit us all. Or you can email me at thepropagandareportpodcast.gmail.com and I'll hook you up with uh, with the little carpooling and look for Doug at the Farmer's Market. He's going to be wearing a free Propaganda Report t-shirt because that's what you get if you shout out something that other propers might enjoy.
1: Awesome. I'll have to call you on uh, Saturday and, and pop in for a minute just to see how oh, it's going. Oh,
0: hey, yeah, let's FaceTime. It'll be super, super fun. Yeah. <laughs> That's a great idea.
1: All right. You guys can find your Drive Time News Blast every weekday afternoon at thepropreport.com or your favorite podcasting platform with a Propaganda Report podcast feed. If you want access to that extra content that I was telling you about, go to patreon.com slash report and sign up there. Again, we have the DPP, Disappearing Patron Party, this Friday. We will talk to y'all in the DMBXR or tomorrow. Have a fantastic rest of your day. Let's go, Brandon, and let's go, Braves. If you don't win the World Series here, it's going to be a really traumatic experience reliving my childhood. Disappointment.